Welcome to our How to Wow Summer Run 2023 and a series of wondrous conversations recorded live at Carfest last year. Carfest is a not-for-profit well-being, music, food, superstar and motorcar festival that has so far raised circa £25 million for UK children's charities. Check out what's happening this year by going to carfest.org. Carfest.org, that is, where you'll see our best ever lineup of guest hosts and rock and rollers, yet many of them staying with us the whole weekend, including the likes of Richard Hammond, Rob Brydon, Jimmy Carr, Lee Mack, Bryony Gordon, Eddie Izzard, Rick Astley, Craig David, Russell and Laura Brand, Texas McFly, the actual village people, Alex Horn, Angela Hartnett, Matt Tebbett, Michael Keynes, Atul Kutcher, Freya Ridings, Ben Miller, Dr. Rungan Chatterjee, Dr. Reapy, the happy pair, Melanie Sykes, the Feelings, Sophie Ellis-Bexter, Razorlight, Gokwan, Reef, The Bootleg Beatles and only Peter Flipping Andre, plus all the amazing car content, of course. Go to carfest.org now and come join us this August bank holiday weekend. OK, this is an absolute cracker. This conversation is hilarious between husband and wife, Laura Brand and Russell Brand. I don't know who's interviewing who here. I was at this conversation live. It is a belter. Stay tuned for the Joy Journal for Grown Ups. The book is about 50 house-made craft ideas to inspire creativity with Russell diverting many times off-piste and Laura trying to get him back on track. It's hilarious and features many, many shout-outs for our roving reporters, AJ and Curtis Pritchard. Stay tuned. Hello everyone, thank you so much for coming. It's so lovely to be with you here at Carfest. This is uh, Laura Brand who has written a couple of books and we're gonna have a conversation about these books right now. But firstly, I just want to check that everybody is okay and that you're hydrated. <laughs> and that you're having a perfectly pleasant time. Are you enjoying it already at Carfest? <laughs> yeah, I'm having a great time. I did a lovely workshop this morning, made some flower crowns in the Costa tent over there. And then we got, I feel like, kidnapped by our children and taken to the fun fair where we spent a couple of hours it felt like i really like the fun fair i really like curtis and aj pritchard that's what <laughs> for me i'm really that's what i'm enjoying most i've still got some of the bodily fluids of curtis and aj on me just sweat they, i think there are just sweat there. <laughs> we were in a public place but we i i embraced curtis and aj pretty tightly but this isn't about curtis and aj pritchard we could make it about Curtis and AJ Which Pritchard. Which one do you like? If you had to choose one. This is what you get with a husband and this wife is a double game. act. Lover or right. brother. Okay. <laughs> Lover, brother or both. Oh my the God. The Pritchards. I... Do you really want me to answer that? <laughs> I think this is a game for the car home. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe when we arrive home. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> She's flummoxed me there. That's why we're married, because of the flummoxing. Well, we're at a festival, and as you know, a festival is a partition in the normal. We've put aside our normal lives to participate in a festival that includes almost every conceivable thing. I've seen cars, I've seen caravans, I've drunk the sweat of a notable dancer. I've done everything I could possibly do, and now it's time for me to interview you, my wife, in front of this 
beautiful, patient, sweltering crowd. Laura, tell me, uh, let's just start off with basic questions sure. about your books. You've written two books, which you're going to be signing in a minute. Where do you sign your books? Um, in Waterstones, which I is... I meant what page? Uh... No, I didn't... I'll just muck it around there. Here we go. I'll be the point. You could sign any page. Doesn't make any difference, does it? Here we go. Uh, in Waterstones. Yes, in Waterstones, after this, I'm going to sign both the books. The Joy Journal for Grown-Ups... For grown-ups. Because why did you not call it uh, an adult craft book, Law? Because I pitched the title, The Joy Journal for Adults, Adult oh, Crafting. What did think the book was about? And they thought that it was a sex kinky book. game. About the Pritchards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quite exactly. No, the publisher... Which is your next book. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, oh, the sorry. playful Pritchards. Straight after this, we're going to be signing those books yep. at Warts. Well, I won't sign them because I'm nothing to do with them. You could sign them if you want as well. Are they either of them dedicated to me? No, they're not. Are hold they? on, hold on. Let's have a look. Yes. Oh. Oh look! Oh God! There's one of them now. There he is. I can't tell which one. There's one there. There's one there. Now that's AJ. That's Curtis. Everywhere I look, there's a Pritchard. <laughs> I close my eyes. I see Pritchards. That's before I met him. So, um, uh, here we go. I'm taking... I'm cha- oh, God. I'm changing the tone. By the me. rumba. The samba. The dedication in my first book, The Joy Journal for Magical Everyday Play, which came out at the beginning of lockdown, was this, actually, Russell. Go on. For my husband and my daughters, Russell... Thank you for always believing in me, encouraging me tenaciously and making sure I had everything I needed to write this book in a place of joy. It's quite moving, that. That's actually quite... No, I'm quite moved by that. AJ, you look moved. Not that moved, AJ! It's just there. <laughs> Christ. All right, so um, let's talk about the power of craft and let's talk about how this book came about. The first one, it was a book for children to encourage children to get into more sort of like uh, natural and creative play. Is that right? And why did, why did you write a book for? <laughs> I wrote a book because I was trying to find ways to engage play... Um, with, with our, we, at the time, our two-year-old daughter, we were new parents, everything was very exciting, but as it is inevitable as new parents, you try all these different things that make you incredibly stressed. So, so hard, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So hard being a parent. It it's not hard. worth it, is it? I regret it. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what I think we found as a family is if you engage in some... Well, first of all, nostalgia. So thinking of things I liked doing when I was young. So I like Play-Doh. So we homemade Play-Doh using natural kitchen cupboard ingredients, things that we could find. Basically, there's a lazy element. Anything you could do without having to go out to the shop. So the book is all about making and doing with things you have or ways you can try and be sustainable, budget-friendly and fuss-friendly. Because it is a fuss. They give up after two minutes. You have to try and keep pulling them back into doing something. At that point, you have to realise, just move on from it and do something else. Um, one, you know, and the book is written with um, recipes, ideas, and then anecdotes of things that maybe didn't go right. As so well it's as creative, things. traditional play that you can do with your children to distract them and you from how hard lockdown was. Do you remember lockdown? You had to stay at home with your children unless you had a job that was necessary and important and you had to leave the house, like driving a bus, clearing stuff up, doing proper, proper work. If you're not doing that, you're stuck in the house, your children are with you now, you realise you've made a mistake, distract, <laughs> distract them with Play-Doh. For God's sake, get them to make something. Or squishy soap, which was the most popular activity from the book. And Russell, you had your own experience of 
making squishy soap. None of my ideas made it into the book. Squishy soap, that's in there. Play-Doh's in there. Where's crystal meth? You know, how are these children ever going to make a living? I will say one thing, though. We did do shadow puppets once. I don't remember where we did it. I feel like we did a video of shadow puppets. I made a really dodgy pineapple, which was in... You couldn't really tell what it was. Russell made an unbelievable and very realistic German shepherd dog. And in my opinion, this book has brought out some creative talents of Russell's I never even knew existed. One of the things... A lot of people don't know where any of my talents are. This is a real <laughs> ongoing quest. AJ's found some of the deeper talents. Oh, he found them. He sniffed them out. Um, what, do you remember, Laura? Like, what I like about it... Listen, remember in lockdown how we all went mental? We, we know what we did. It was difficult to cope. Particularly then, what did we find? Like, the main thing we thought was, this lockdown is definitely necessary, and that's why all the people that are in charge of us, they're definitely doing this lockdown as well. <laughs> we won't find out at a later stage they're literally having parties all the way through it, completely ignoring it, so we can put those kind of ideas out of our head. We'll just get on, make some Play-Doh at home, and possibly... <laughs> If we find out at a later stage the government aren't obeying these rules, perhaps some of these skills could be applicable in domestic... I'm going to stop this joke that I'm doing in okay. the middle of it. So I just stop. thought of this. I ran through it. I saw people are recording this. I saw it. I'm nah. I'm actually meant to be the... Per no. I'll get away with it in Carfest. But when, it. when it's in the Daily Mail, it's like, nah. <laughs> they won't have it. The Semtex joke's not going to play well. So, like... <laughs> so, like... Like, the serious side of it is, is that you, that lockdown drove people mental. You're laughing now because you're at Carfest and we're having a good time and we're supposed to have a good time. It's the point of a festival. But during that lockdown, we did go a little bit crazy, didn't we? Yes, we did. We found ways of making stuff and using your creative skill set. And it, it's so bloody hard to engage those children continually in something. You know, they're, they're backstage now. We, I pretend they're not mine. They're backstage now. <laughs> Drinking coffee, aren't they? Aren't Actually, mine, they are. Literally, I mean, I had to pull a coffee out of one of their hands just now. They are. Um, they push the boundaries, to say the least. I don't know where they get it from. I've tried to. <laughs> I've told them rules are everything. So <clears throat> rules are everything. Yes, it's very hard, especially so when you're a parent and you're suddenly in that lockdown and you realise they're not going to school. There's no structure. There's not. Also, you couldn't go out anywhere. So, and I think we, you know, we were seeing birthday parties. We were seeing East, I think Easter in a lockdown. It's directional. Oh That's yes, like that. Uh, this, I'm glad. I'm glad that I, I'm glad that I have his training. Um, we, you know, we, there was an Easter. So in the book, which I, by the way, I wrote in the two years prior to lockdown. So it wasn't. It was not intended to be a lockdown book. But it had things like indoor treasure hunts. So how, how can you create fun and celebration at home? Um, and then we ended up doing indoor treasure hunts for Easter and things for birthdays, making your own presents, cards, um, things like that. I like it when we get to do stuff with children where it's not always about spending money. Because you know when you take them anywhere, can I have that, can I have that? And then they don't appreciate it. They don't want it five minutes later. No. You can't explain it to them. Sometimes I'm weak. I can't stand up to them. I just give in to them because I just want them to shut up. <laughs> But, like, this is a way of, like, entertaining your children and playing with your children that doesn't have to be mediated by commerce all the time. Everything, you've got to spend some money. Everything, you've got to lay out for it. That's what I like about it is it's stuff, ah, Walt, you have appeared. Ah, boo, all right, Tash. Ah, oh, all right. Oh, a lot of people we know have turned up. All yeah. right, Kirsty. Oh, there's pressure on that. They've heard about the Semtex joke. Now, <laughs> delete the files. Delete the files. <laughs> AJ's sticking tight, though. He's got no choice. He's covered in all sorts of... 
<laughs> so like, it's nice to be able to engage in creative play with your children without spending money and doing stuff that's traditional and nostalgic. One of the things I think that brings us together as a, cult as a culture and as a country, and you can feel it on a beautiful day like today, is that wherever you're from, whatever kind of background you came from, there's that kind of reverence and love for your grandparents. And I know that you sort of celebrate your mother and your grandmother through the kind of stuff that comes up in there. It's very much about like traditional stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Because actually, the first time I really, really felt a sort of spark of connection and bonding with our daughter Mabel, other than the many other times you're bonding with your child as a newborn, then the first time you're feeding them, when they first walk. I'm talking about that time where you think, God, I'm going to try and play or engage with this two-year-old. And it can be so disappointing. A lot of our time we're spending putting a lot of expectations on our children, trying to, they're trying to fulfill a need in us or whatever it is. Um, and you just feel sort of, dip, you know, you feel deflated after because it hasn't worked out or they've got bored. In this case, we made Play-Doh and it was basic, no colour, it just was, we had a little bit of lavender, we made the Play-Doh in the kitchen and we sat happily at the kitchen table and we made it and I felt so much kind of comfort and I felt sort of like, wow, okay, there's a way I can connect with her beyond the sort of providing that I'm doing as a mother. So I started to think, why? Well, what did I really enjoy doing? What was it that I liked as a child? What did my grandmother teach me? What did my mother... Sh I just constantly saw my mum being creative as a child, making clothes for us, making, doing things, you know, creating birthday parties, making cakes. And actually, may I say, when it comes to cake making, Russell is actually... I don't know if any of you watched The Bake Off, but this is a winner of the, the Bake Off that I'm sitting next to. So he has actually... I don't get enough credit. No, Do you I? don't. No. I baked, those, I baked those cakes. I made a very tasteful vagina biscuit. Yeah. As I recall. He, did, he, he represented... When I heard... Was it Prue Leith? Prue, yeah. She was actually describing... Now what's this here? The uh, birth that's of the, our... That's the labia majora, Prue. <laughs> Should recognise those. If this you haven't watched it. This is supposed to be Bake Off. Focus. You were, it was extremely good. And what that, that vagina birth cake actually did was push you right up to the charts in the par parental cake baking for the second birthday. And he made an amazing woodland-themed chocolate cake. Yes. Um, but this is all... This is I don't think you should have <laughs> bought that cake up. Why? Because I think it's changed the vibe. <laughs> I think since we've been talking about labia, the, the, I'm very sensitive to atmospheres. I think... I think so sensitive. Can... Autistic is I what can, I actually I mean. can see enough women here... I think we can cope with that. If we can't, then... <laughs> Do you remember, like, on our journey into craft law, when you introduced us to that beautiful GP who takes people on mental health... Walk, like, she does this... There's a lot of mental health affiliations with this event. That charity, Black Dog, are involved. Loads of you are like, we can talk about mental health now, can't we? We've all gone mad. Let's face it, we've all gone mental, haven't we? You've gone up, you've gone mental. The pressure is taken. Life's been crazy, it's been difficult. You've gone mad. You can't help it. Like, do you remember we went on that walk with that lady to give us that colour wheel? And yeah. like, so Dose of Nature, an amazing um, green refer... So, so they offer green prescriptions to people with mental health and well-being disorders. So you can go to the doctor. This is in the Richmond area, but this is something that would be amazing to spread out. I'm sure it's in other areas, but this particular one is called Dose of Nature in Richmond. She, she uses this sort of nature connection to actually sort of help like for example we went on a walk and she immediately had us holding a color wheel and russell how did it make you feel when she was asking you to find things in nature 
on the colour wheel. It was really brilliant, right? She's like, so this, imagine this, instead of getting prescribed drugs the whole time, not good drugs that you buy on the street, I'm talking about... <laughs> oh. Talking about moody snide drugs to mess you up, keep you dumb, keep you distracted. You sit back down, madam. Right? <clears throat> Pritchard, grab her! <laughs> oh, he's, he's too oily! <laughs> We're going to need both of them. AJ, you get the ankles. We went, um, like, so because, like, if you're not connected to nature, if you're not going outside, if you're not eating good, healthy food, if you're eating sugary, salty foods, the food they push on us, if you're doing all that kind of stuff, if you're not getting among nature, breathing this green air, look at this beautiful sky, look at this beautiful environment that we're in, right? So this woman, she clocked it. She's a doctor, isn't she? She said, like, we're going to prescribe people nature walks and all that instead of giving you antidepressants, which I can't be trusted with, let's face it. (laughs) So, like... Now, when I met her, they, they took us on this nature walk and they gave us that colour wheel. We just go, you have to find something of all the colours, all the varieties of green, sage green, mint, mint green, peppermint green, all the varieties of green, then little bits of red and yellow. And I was like, oh, this is weird. Like, and so I went around and I was doing it when I looked, I got stuck in. You were, she was like, come on, Russell, let's go, let's take the colour chart. I've never seen him more calm and relaxed. He just, you know, floated through the forest. I was so occupied. Plucking berries and grasses. And, and at the end of it, I goes, that's really weird because this is for mentally ill people, but I've really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Write that down, AJ. We'll use that. We'll use that in the evening show. I don't want you asking any questions about a costume. I've chosen it tastefully. <laughs> So Alison was her name, um, and Dose of Nature, and these nature prescriptions. Things that get adults doing things they might not otherwise be doing. But, Careful. Yes, okay. But this was found um, also through sort of some of the crafts and play ideas in here. Now, when I wrote this book, which leads us on to this next book, yeah. a lot of the feedback I got was, yeah, thanks, it really helped in lockdown. The kids weren't at school, so we're making Play-Doh, but more than the children... I was really enjoying it. It did something for me. So the grown-up, the, uh, the, the person, the caregiver, the mum, the dad, the aunt, the uncle, whoever it was, I got message upon message in, um, on Instagram or a couple of letters saying, is it weird that I found myself playing with the Play-Doh long after the child had disappeared? And it's like, no, it isn't, because it creates a sort of moment for mindful mindfulness and play in our grown-up lives. All of our leisure time, we're either staring at phones. Think about it, as soon as you're doing nothing, you pick up your phone, just start staring at it, We're reeling through stuff, scrolling through stuff, it ultimately makes you feel worse about yourself, right? That's how it always ends up, in it? So it's like the, the, the children ones is about, like, this joy journal for kids, this is about, like, doing nostalgic traditional play from, with stuff around the house that gets you involved. The one for the adults is, like, um, doing things that... It's like, I find it useful to be engaged in a simple activity. We've found ourselves a long way from home. We evolved for hundreds and thousands of years to live differently, to live tribally, connected to one another and nature. These kind of craft activities, I feel like, put us in the moment in a different, in a, in a different way, eh? It's going back to using our hands, get, getting them sort of like into the clay, working, making a pinch pot, for example. I don't know if anyone here has made a pinch pot. You roll a ball of clay and then using your thumb and your fingers... You turn and turn and you have a pot which you can glaze, you can, fu- you can cook in the oven, you can let it 
you know, air dry, as the name suggests. Um, and you realize that in that moment, it's brought you right into a place of calm. There is no question that even if you have never touched clay before, if you sit with it for a moment, if you allow, yourselves to if you allow yourself to tune into that sort of sense of touch and even close your eyes and just make something with your hands, the feeling is really, really not only satisfactory, but nourishing for the soul. Yeah, it's like we've um, found ourselves in a situation where everything is saccharine, everything is sugar, everything is distraction and screens and glistening. Like, but it's nice to do something that is traditional and simple. That's what I found really, really useful about it. Hey, aren't you doing an activity later today? What time? What are you doing? I am. So, I did, like I said, we did the kids' one this morning, flower crowns using natural materials and things. That's sort of... I'm still doing that with... Can't do that. Gone back. That's back no, in time. No, it's gone. It's gone. What, you got? Gone. Time machine? In the same one, I what? think. It's AJ and... <laughs> Um, Kurt is going to dance us back in the <laughs> yep, park. Yeah, there we go. Um, it's um, pebble painting, so for apps for grown-ups. So this afternoon is a grown-up, let's just say adult. It's an adult crafting session. What are you going to do? Painting pebbles, mindful dot sort of mandala patterns on pebbles. You can take them home at the end. Well, we'll uh, sit there with a pebble and yep. some paint, so we'll just sit there ever so quietly. Ever so quietly. and you Because can... normally if you give me a couple of rocks, I can get into trouble. Just don't try and smoke them. That's what I will say. Or chuck them. It, it's going to... It's, it's a... T it's, <laughs> it's like looking at my friend's children, just oh, beaming it's... joyfully. <laughs> Thing is, if they understand that joke, you've been a bad parent. <laughs> it's on you. So you talk about washing up. Washing up crack, that ain't good. It's got the meat of the bicarbonate soda mix wrong. Russell, are you going to join in with the pebble painting? Yeah, I'm going to come over there. I'll be so over there. Quite, you won't recognise me because when I'm not like showing off, I'm all quiet and introverted and that. Don't want to talk to no one or freaking out. I'll just be sitting there doing little dots yeah, on the rock. Yeah, the, the I? idea of it is also, I like, with the book, the Joy Journal for Grown Ups was written to invite anyone into doing craft and creativity, creative um, activities, play, whatever you want to call it. Even if you feel you're not a creative person, which you hear so many people say, you know, like, I try and engage adults, grown-ups in stuff, and you'll hear it's already it's like, a, it's like a big, long list of things yeah. they feel they aren't good at. You yeah, know? it brings emotional stuff up. Tell them, yeah. uh, tell everyone about, like, when you've done them workshops over lockdown with your mates. You know, like, like you know, when you get people to do crossword, it's like when English, you know, if an English person gives you a present, like, when they give you the present, go, oh, I've got this present. Is there receipts in there? You probably won't want it. It's shit. I don't know why I give it to you. I'll smash it under my foot. Like, like, people feeling shame deep down in themselves. So when you get someone to do something creative... Like, yeah. it brings people up. Tell them about uh, I organised, like, a marbling mail-out, which is one of the things in the book. So I'm not even... I'm not that good at marbling, by the way, but it's quite a complex thing to go to, to, to do. But I sent my friends... I sent it with six of us in total, all over the place. Isle of Man, London, I think somebody else in another country. I sent us all a marbling kit, and I said, like, let's meet at 8pm and do it on Zoom with, with a drink, whatever you want to do, just whatever. The amount of... Honestly, the amount of complaints, it was literally from six people. One person was covered in bin bags because they didn't want to get marbling ink on anything. One person was Googling the entire time whether there was better, more effective paper that they could have bought or used to make their marbling nicer. One person was trying to roll something in the marbling ink. They wanted it for a table decoration and that wasn't working out. So she was just feeling awful about herself because this thing was... And then at the end, I said, right, everyone, hold up the thing that you're least kind of proud of, the thing you're least impressed by that you've done today. It was Laura just... held me up. Yeah, that's it. 
And everybody held something up that was so unique, so beautiful. And like I was sort of saying, you know, with marbling, yes, if there's a, hot, a blotch there that you don't like, just cut them up and use them as gift tags or whatever. So we all got something out of the end of it that we wouldn't have necessarily got had they have not held up the thing they felt least impressed by. They probably would have thrown it away. Okay, just taking a pause to tell you about AG1, also supporting this particular podcast. AG1, I'm asked all the time about the one thing I do to take care of my health. If I could pick only just one product, it would be foundational nutrition. And AG1 is a top foundational nutrition product. I can't think of any other daily routine that pays off as well as AG1, according to people that I really look up to who really know their stuff. AG1 is recommended by such luminaries as Rich Roll, the amazing professor, Dr. Andrew Schieberman, Tim Ferriss, and our one, our only Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. AG1 was created in 2010 and has helped millions of mornings begin on a healthier foundation ever since. My wife takes it, I take it, even our 14-year-old son Noah takes it now, he swears by it. AG1 is not only a high-quality, all-in-one solution for daily foundational nutrition, it also saves you time, confusion, and money compared to individual supplements that can add up to a small fortune. AG1 replaces your multivitamin, probiotic, and much more in one simple drinkable habit ag1 is great bang for my book as it replaces a lot of these other supplements like a daily multivitamin minerals pre and probiotics for my gut health adaptogens and a greens blend literally all in one scoop of powder i think there's 75 different supplements in each scoop science-driven formulation of vitamins probiotics and whole food source nutrients ag1 is raising the standard for quality in the supplement category just one daily serving gives me the comprehensive foundational nutrition i need Go to drinkag1.com slash how to wow. That's drinkag1.com slash how to wow. Give it a go. Check it out. Let us know how it lands. And now back to the wow. Because when you're kids, you're encouraged to play. You're encouraged to be who you are. But as you become an adult, you, what, do you know what the underlying idea is? If you're not good enough at this to make money out of it, don't bother. Like the, the idea of joy, of pleasure, of just doing something because it's fun is extracted from the culture. You're, everything in your time is devoted to are you able to achieve something professionally. This is our unconscious religion that we are living only to make money. You might be doing really well at making money, you might not be doing very well at making money. But if you question whether or not that is our deep fundamentalist culture, then query why it is plausible, feasible and commonly accepted to leave people homeless in the streets if they can't participate in the labour market. Do you remember that little bit in lockdown? Yeah. Let's politicise this shit. There was a bit in lockdown. Do you remember this bit? Did I dream this? There was a bit in lockdown when I went, oh no, it's COVID. Quick, pull the homeless people in a hostel. They'll cough on someone. It's like, hold on a minute. Could you have done that at any time? Yeah, could do that at any time. Right, COVID's over. Get out of the fucking street again. What's that about? If you can solve it, solve it. What's going on? Where's our priorities? The thing is that we have to connect ourselves once again to simplicity. We have to connect ourselves to who we truly are. We have to recognise that ideas have gotten into our head that are not true. We have been trained and conditioned, beguiled, intrigued, bedazzled and hypnotised. These simple things done by my brilliant wife in this fantastic book, this one for your little nippers, 
the kids one and the adult one, places you in the moment, places you in the moment doing simple things. I think you've done a good job. You really understand beauty. You really understand craft. You understand how to do Thank things you. well. So I think these books are spot on. And um, what's, when's the, when are we doing the workshop with the painting of pebbles? Well, the that? book signing next and then painting pebbles at, um, a good question. I don't know. Is it three o'clock? Yep, three o'clock. AJ, Pritchard, what, where's the fucking schedule, boys? These lads are over there sweating and sweltering. They're sambering and rumbering. They don't know the schedule. I think it's three o'clock in the Costa tent. Dance right is all about the timing. Right. What did Len used to say? It starts with the feet. <laughs> did you learn nothing? Oh, yeah. No, join us. Do join us because it's a perfect activity. Even if it's the thing exactly what Russell was just saying. If you think you're not good enough to do it. if You, you think are good enough. You haven't picked up a paintbrush. You brush, are good enough. Do it. Come and join us and do it. Who I mean, stopped you believing that you're beautiful and you're perfect? You're good enough. You're wonderful. Who has misled you? Show me this person. Show me these people that have stopped you believing that you are fantastic. We will undo this. We will retrain you to recognise your great beauty. Your power. Then we're going to overthrow the government. Now, <laughs> simple systems of decentralisation, local democracy. You're going to be completely free. It's going to work brilliant. AJ <laughs> and Pritchard, they're going to be mayors. It's going to be brilliant. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of pelvic movement, I tell you that. Now, I think what we're doing is a little Q&A now. And I think that I'm in charge of choosing who asks the questions. And that's it, isn't it, Laura? You're going to answer yeah. any questions. Do you need this microphone? Don't answer any questions about our private life. No, don't worry. Okay. Not about the SEX or any of that. <laughs> Purely craft, creativity, mouth and us mental health. you perverts. You saucy British scum. Right, so does anyone have a question for Laura on the subject? There's a lady there, purple hair, hand up at the back. This uh, young person is going to bring you a microphone. Or do you want... They're all right, they... I know what they're doing, so I can feel, I can feel. Lads! <laughs> hello? Hello, hello? Um, Laura and Russell, both of you, which are your favourite activities from the book? What makes you feel most mindful? What's the favourite activity, Laura? This lady was there. Well, I would say um, for the... Uh, grow up. <laughs> this is car fest. It's not smut fest, although that could be another area next year. <laughs> I'll run that, Chris. Chris Hughes is there. This Smut should be fest. after hours, this talk. <laughs> it should have been the Joy Journal for adults. <laughs> um, Got techniques. Yeah, the, the, the Joy Journal for grown-ups, I would say, well, anything, nature journaling for the grown-up one. So the nature journaling. Nature journaling, so going out on a walk, observing what's around you, tuning into colours, things like this. I talk, I talk you through how to do that, how to actually just get started with writing something and not be too caught up in the beginning perfectionist process of it, which you'll start thinking, what book shall I choose? Where do I start? I give a, a good structure that you can start with and then go on and it takes a, your walks on a different sort of, on a different, more mindful journey, I Puts suppose. Puts you in the present, doesn't Puts it? you in the present, exactly. From the kids' book, I would say Play-Doh is my favourite activity. Well, easy. Um, it's, it's actually, I would say it's the messiest one, but I enjoy that. I enjoy how engaged my children are in it. 
I actually enjoy coming up and using new different types of colours and things like that. You can use things like coffee, which our children obviously love, given that we've mentioned they're backstage drinking coffees. Now, you can use teas, you can use different things to colour it, blackberries, things that sort of are natural colourings. I'm in interested in that sort of side. What about that thing where you put us in the bath with turmeric and dyed us all orange? Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> Oh, yes. So That's Russell, would you recommend that one? No, I wouldn't recommend that one. Although you can use turmeric to colour your Play-Doh, I wouldn't use it for bath crayons, which Russell was the guinea pig for a lot of these activities. So Help! I, so I actually I'm said... I'm held against me, Will! <laughs> I said, I, Will. I said, Russell, I've got a great activity for you. Turmeric bath crayons. Off you go, enjoy yourself. I came back and the whole room and their whole bodies, everything was covered. And yeah, that, that, was, that was good. The good news is, if I go to America, I'll be able to run for president. Very good. Go on then, what's the next question? Does that answer your question? Who's next? There's a young lad here, purple hat. I didn't see you earlier, so I wouldn't have said about 20% of the things I've said. Now, Firstly, when you, when you get the mic, mate, tell us your name and your age and then the question, all right? Um, 11 and I'm called Charlie. Oh, God, he's so lovely and he's 11 and he's, he's heard Charlie. too much here today. <laughs> um, how many... <laughs> What's your question, Charlie? And you can do that joke in your own head, so I'm not doing it. <laughs> how many hats do you have, Russell? Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Charlie, Charlie! How many hats do I have? Question. I reckon I've got several. I've got a couple of voluminous ones. I've got this really nice one I've got off this Spanish lad called Pal, and this one I nicked out of a hotel I was just staying in. <laughs> I was just hanging out there. So I think I've got five, maybe seven hats. How many hats you got? You've got three hats. Eight hats? Whoa. Holy shit, Charlie, you're out of control. <laughs> just keep it to hats. When you're an adult, don't drink. Learn from me, Charlie! Learn from me! And your hat's tie-dye, and if you want to know how to do tie-dye, oh. I can write. Very good. Now you know that. Good marketing, yes! Well done, Law. Have we got another question, please, for anyone? There's a lovely lady here in purple. Purple hair, then purple hat boy, now purple t-shirt. It's a sign! Yeah, interestingly, on that colour wheel, um, the... Uh, Alison from Dose of Nature yeah. gave us the one colour that I was really thinking of when you were talking was purple. I was thinking, I wonder if he's going to mention purple because purple. Why would I mention it? It's hard to find purple. What it's hard to be? find Lila? in nature, like but it's cabbage. In... Avoid cabbage. But it was in leaves. It's in leaves. It's in everything. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Got... And there, that purple umbrella. Oh shit, man! Is Whoa! this where I finally go mental? <laughs> all right, purple lady. What's your question, mate? First of all, I would just like to say thank you so much because you're doing an amazing job of looking after your children and your grown-up child as well. <laughs> thank you. I, I, didn't, I didn't understand that, but I didn't like it. Um, I'm actually a person who's um, had to give up work and it sounds like the books that you've got are going to do an amazing job for making my life a whole lot be better. Thank you so, so much. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. That's a nice compliment. A lovely compliment. Thank you. But it was not compliments, it's questions, so we're going to have to strike that from the record. <laughs> um, well, especially that bit at the beginning when she said looking after the grown-ups. Remember that bit? Um, go on, what, has anyone else got a question for us? Or for Laura, of course. No? 
You don't fancy each other? Not enough one, Charlie. I told you, you're out of control. <laughs> one question, two questions. Just keep them rolling. You don't have Someone to just purple. down here. The human being here, spectacles, and uh, wearing blue. You're going to give him a mic? She's heading. She's There's heading someone over. coming to you, mate, with a microphone. Thank you. Um, for the kids, have you uh, gone berry picking? And for the adults, have you gone mushroom picking? <laughs> You've really set us up there. Yes, berry picking always. It's one of the. Uh, uh, yes. We yeah, love, we love berry you picking. You actually particularly love blackberries. Uh, like actually, it. I don't think I've known anyone notice when the season turns and a blackberry appears more than my husband Russell. Oh, the blackberries are upon us <laughs> once again. The season's changed. The cat's in the cradle. Um, and then mushrooms. Mate, I, I'm not allowed psychedelics. Right, no. Forget about it. I've done a mushroom foraging purple. course, if that's what you're asking. I made paper out of mushrooms. You like psychedelics, though, don't you? Oh. Oh, right. Well, no. I don't know if we... Well, some of them, under sure controlled the circumstances, right can be good for mental health. When I, I went on a mushroom foraging course to make paper out of mushrooms, there were no psychedelics involved at all. What we did was, I'm just going to tell you, because it's amazing, you go mushroom picking, you do it with somebody who knows what you should and shouldn't pick, by the way, or you're looking at a very, very good book. This isn't just for picking up whatever mushrooms you can see and find. And then you, you, pulp, you pulp them in a blender... And then you're using a certain amount of water and then you're using sort of sieve, like sieve, as if you were making paper. And you can make paper with mushrooms. Can you believe it? This guy wants to go off his head. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's beautiful, that it's paper. It's an amazing thing because I, beautiful I, I, paper. a whole book made of mushrooms. It's amazing. And then you also, there's, um, did it, Merlin Sheldrake um, has this amazing, one of his books, I think, had yeah. mushrooms growing out of it. He let it, allow it to sort of, be one with the earth, and it's just amazing images of mushrooms growing from a book. I'm very into that. Yeah, question. also, why, why did you ask that, mate? <laughs> Your wife's from the Czech Republic, and she can sniff out a mushroom from 100 yards. That's a hell of a skill. <laughs> Don't let her near Curtis, the Curtis boys there. The <laughs> AJ and Preacher because these guys are high as kites. Um, so, yeah, I get confused by all the words. Yeah, the hallucinogens, they're very powerful and they do reveal to you domains of consciousness that are your birthright if you're a person that's, if you're old enough and you're a person that can handle it. Yeah, yes. Yeah? Are we endorsing Yeah, I think we need to bring it back to the paper making. Paper making. Well done, dear. Very good. Anyone got a question that I can't train wreck or hijack into madness? There's a lady down here and there's someone at the back. There's someone there just in the centre, just where these lovely children are coming, one with pink hair, one in a vest. AJ and Curtis Pritchard. He's mumbling AJ and Curtis's name. Just thinking the... about them. They're just there in the corner of my field of vision. Hello. Uh, um, this has nothing to do with crafting. That's all right. Um, but Minions were such a big hit. and <laughs> Yeah, Minions. Yeah. I mean that. I work in a cinema and I had to endure a lot of people in suits. So, because I had to endure that, could you give us some Dr. Nefario, please? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, please. I couldn't possibly deliver under this pressure where, of course, I'm only here under the obligation of helping my darling wife promote her work. Did you see the versatility? And that, that's, you know, I can wear hats, I can do voices. Charlie, it's a big 
bold world we out there. We could end up doing interviews where he interviews me as Dr. Nathari. I mean, that would be so mind-bending, wouldn't it? And See? Annoying. <laughs> Has anyone else got a question? I feel like... There was, pre- a la- there was a lady at the back, actually. Oh, yeah, in the, what, in those mirrored glasses? Yeah, very cool. Aha, there she is. Hello, darling. What's your, what is your question? What is it that you would like to know? What are we going to do after this? Should we get all reckless, the I, lot of I, us? I, I mean, I believe, there was, I think we've mentioned a couple of times there's a book signing and there's pebble painting. Oh, yeah, book signing, pebble painting, yeah. And our children are drinking coffee backstage, so I'm gonna, I won't be laughing in five minutes. <laughs> We'll be taking them on that big Ferris wheel. Yeah, yeah, let's get them in there. Just let them rotate for the rest of the day. <laughs> Hello. Hi there. I was just wondering, what is your go-to uh, thing when you're restless with um, yourself, Russell? Oh, my God. Well, firstly, I don't get restless. I believe in the prayer and the meditation. I believe in trying to recognise a deep, deep reality within us, that there is something that is beyond the construct of the self, that is perfect and beautiful. So even though we're talking about silly stuff and I'm being frivolous to to provide a level of amusement because there's a crowd here and because I'm mentally ill, I... Like, what I find, I try and find the peace of being present in the moment. Everything you need is only present in the moment. Everything else is abstract. All of your regrets about the past, all of your fears about the future, all of the accreted damage that has been accrued by all of us, all of the things that have been said to us, all the things that we have done wrong. I have to delve beneath that stuff into a place of peace. The reason I believe in what Laura does here is because Laura is very sincere about beauty and very sincere about presence, and very sincere about helping people, and nurture. Very, like, this is not a very easy thing for you, is it, to come to these kind of things, it's quite busy and stuff. And... I find it really difficult, actually. I find I get very, very nervous. We have to go through, we have to talk for a long time before, because we have to go through the many things that I feel about the way, you know, what we feel about ourselves, what it will be like, how I might get overwhelmed by people. So, yeah, we... Um, we, we do talk Is it there anyone in particular that's been very encouraging to you and a real yes. rock? A real supportive guy, a real Actually, ally. I'm Dr. Nathario. Ah, what? <laughs> hey, look, no. Chris Evans is here. Should we bring Chris Evans on to the stage? Chris, come and see us. It's your festival. I feel we should stand it's up. Chris Evans. He's, he's like the, the king. Chris, you've done a festival. Please may I ask a question? Can I sit in the audience and can you ask me to ask the question? Ah, Walt, what? my adversary. All right, thank you. So, someone's got a question and it looks like he's at the, on the front row. Perfect. No, Someone... not you, sir. Charlie, have you got any more questions? Who's got a mic? Charlie, about these hats. Walt, you beautiful little upstager. Uh, my question is, by the way, I love you both, think you're both brilliant. Um, how did you both meet and when did you know? Oh, how did we both meet? Why don't you tell this story and then I'll undercut it. <laughs> we met, Russell, how many years ago did we meet? 15 or 16. 15 or 16 years ago. And I went to a show um, and I just said hello on the way out. And then we just in Edinburgh, at the Edinburgh, Edinburgh Festival, Festival, where your family are from, so, on those yeah. beautiful streets of yeah. Old Reeky. That's what they call it, Old Reeky. I was living in Edinburgh Thank at the you. time. Yeah, Old Reeky. 
I was actually at the Edinburgh School of <laughs> Food and Wine learning how to cook because I think I wanted to go in the name with your grandma Peg. Staying with my for whom gran. our second daughter is named, yeah. Grandma Peggy. And I went to the show because my sister knew Russell and she said, oh, I've got your tickets to see this show at the Edinburgh Festival. I was like, great, wonderful. It's a pretty good show, as I recall. Whatever. Very well structured. <laughs> Very good show. I said hello on the way out and we stopped, we stopped for a moment and just... Um, I, 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 okay, you ready for this? We met, right? I, I think we there was like obviously a bit of chemistry, but like we just sort of what do you passed. Um, I still. She's only human. He, he actually like I remember I was wearing like an army jacket, and I think you might have complimented my army jacket. Well, I kept that army jacket, and I'll tell you why I kept it because now obviously we have children. I, I mean, I nearly got gave it to charity. Whatever, thought no, I'm going to give this to our daughters. I'm going to go. I was wearing that jacket when I met your dad. Oh. But of course, I had certain appetites, so we weren't ready to get married no, yet. No, we weren't. So that's why 16 years ago, we've been married. In fact, it was our anniversary yesterday. We've been married five years yesterday. Years. I'm right, aren't Happy I? Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you. Well done. Well done on your books. And then we got back together because I think I'd, I'd exercised some of my hobbies. Actually, yes. We, we hadn't spoken for a long time, and then I was... Uh, coming out of another relationship. He always says, oh, goes, we were having another relationship. Yes, I was. Disgusting. <laughs> Disloyal, really. I came out of another relationship with someone, and on the day that we parted ways, my ex-boyfriend and I, I went for a walk along the canals in East London. My friend dragged me out of a sort of heartbreak. You've got to come out, you know, get out of bed. And I went and I saw Russell on the path, on the towpath. I hadn't seen him. It's getting worse and worse that day for you, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> And she sort of pulled me off and she went, I don't think today's the day Careful that you... with the phrase pulled me off. Oh, right, yeah. Family crowd, love family crowd. Read the room. What's next? A joke about semi-text? It's hard work doing a double act with your husband, by the way. What? I said, it's very hard work doing this double act with, a hu with your husband. Because it's actually... I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, we didn't say hello AJ to each Pritchard other that... Oh, work. God, yeah, that, that is right. We didn't say hello to each other that day, but I just messaged him saying, you know, I saw you, and then that's it. And then we, we met up, and we just really, we kind of got to know each other again, didn't we? And that was, five, that was actually six years ago, and then we yeah, got married. Yeah, our first conversation, we said, should we go and live in the countryside and have children, didn't we? Yeah, we did, yeah. We both wanted the same thing. We both were Let's burned go to the out. countryside and have children. I can't cope anymore. I can't cope with this madness. It's ridiculous. And then I realised that I was the madness. She <laughs> was there in the countryside with me. You can't just move. It's in your head. Reality is inside your consciousness. That's why holidays are shit. Because you're there when you arrive. <laughs> I like that guy that asked that question. There's something about it. He's got a bright future. Uh, hello. Oh, no. That's one of them. I told you about them, didn't I? There they are. Oh... What are you going to say? They're actually being incredible models for the, uh, the flower crowns. <laughs> it's all in the book. It's all in the book, them crowns. This wasn't planned. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank Chris Evans for organising this wonderful festival. I'd like to thank him for his robust, beautiful energy. Thank you, Chris. For his mentorship, for his friendship, for his spirit, for his ability to bring things together, to provide enthusiasm and joy and love and make everything exciting. Thank you, Tash. Deep, powerful man. I love him very, very, very much indeed. That lady, what, <laughs> check this out, this shit. <laughs> Can I see this? Now, what exactly do you mean by this? 
She's been holding this for half hour. Hey. You better not mean the marriage. I'm trying my hardest. Right, what about the Pritchard brothers should get up here as well? Curtis and AJ, come up. AJ and Curtis Pritchard, Chris Evans, Carfest. Chris Hughes, you very nearly fucking ruined this. Then Thank you so much. Let's all go to Waterstone. Yeah, Laura be signing books over there, then painting pebbles. Who knows what chaos will come, little Walt. Thank you all very much. We love you all. Oh, look at them. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you, Russell. Yes. Look at that. Which one to go for? Thank you, Chris. I'll take them both. Uh, the brilliant Russell and Laura Brand together there in conversation and together in life. And if you want to witness that in person, they're coming to Carfest again this year. Go to carfest.org for tickets for August 25th, 26th, 27th. That's Bank Holiday, August Bank Holiday weekend at Loverstoke Park in Hampshire. Please do try and come and see us if you can. I would love to see you there.